0: hi everybody i'm peter travers and welcome to popcorn where we tell you what's happening at the movies and there's a happening now called live by night which is written produced directed and starring my guest ben affleck who i guess didn't have time to do catering services (laughs) he did everything else and this movie just takes you back to what warner brothers gangster movies once were in the thirties and forties and takes you someplace else too which is the great thing about this. So look, at, I've I've got no complaints. <laughs> well, that's nice. That's Thanks nice. You know? Believe me, I prefer it that way. Have you? Well, you've been on the other side. I've seen it all. People yeah. saying, yeah. "I'm gonna slap you around." Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but not lately.
1: No, I've been keep staying lucky.
0: Staying, staying lucky above is a good. Treading water, water. You know? yeah, yeah, I think it's way <laughs> way beyond that. But tell us about what *Live by Night* is. It besides a Dennis Lehane novel. Yes, the
1: adaptations you say of Dennis Lehane novel, and it's really I wanted to make a classic love letter homage to, as you say, the Warner Brothers gangster movies of the 30s and 40s, and 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 an homage to really you know the gangster movies of the of the 60s and 70s, which you know as we were saying earlier before the show, there's so many amazing films from that era, uh, and and the sort of feel I got from from watching those great old classic movies when the, the sweep and the score and the extras and the wardrobe and the, the design and the cinematography were all designed to sort of like dazzle you and, and transport you somewhere. And you had this broken protagonist at the heart of it. And um, it's, it was, we had a lot of fun.
0: And you're the broken protagonist. Yeah, you know, Who is this guy?
1: Jeff? Well, you know, it's, it's like, that's the thing about gangster movies is, is that we're rooting for a protagonist who, you know, by definition is doing bad things. So you're already kind of walking this moral tightrope. And one of the tricks is how well can you get the audience to, to empathize and connect to this character? Uh, you know, does he do stuff that pushes, pushes you away? And um, that was one of the really interesting things experimenting with this movie and seeing how far this guy could go because he's a criminal and he's ambitious and he's, but he has a, a, his own sort of moral code and um, that's a complicated thing. Well, he's
0: from a cop family. Right. And a cop family from Boston. Yeah. Which, what would you know about Boston? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have, be able to, to sort of uh, go back to, um, you know, something that's really familiar and that I know. I was, be, be, using Boston as an environment and as a, as a character in movies has served me uh, really well. And uh, I don't know, maybe that's, I'll keep just making crime movies in Boston. Who knows?
0: But you did. The first movie you directed, Gone Baby Gone, is Dennis Lehane's novel too, and set in boston and this is what it is is that what gets you first do you want to be in territory that you know what's the comfort level there
1: well there is a comfort level certainly for my first movie uh, i want to do a boston movie because i felt like that was the place that i knew and understood the best and that's where i had grown up and i had seen it represented various ways in film sometimes i thought accurately sometimes not so but i thought like at least being a resident of boston means i can't be um, overruled in terms of you know judgment about what is and isn't right, the right Boston portrayal and the accent and the accent exactly. <laughs> and I and uh, so I, I I used that as a kind of a springboard and as a safety net, the community and the city uh, for Gone Baby Gone. And also Gone Baby Gone, I was you know, it was my first movie, so it was a more stripped down, raw movie. And I wanted to see uh, this experiment if I could weave documentary footage into a fictional narrative, and if if it would sort of if they would. You know, how augment one another rather than be uh, you know incongruous and weird. And I really liked the effect that we ended up getting. You know, shooting real city scenes of Boston and laying it over the movie.
0: Well, and you've gone on with *Lived by Night* in Florida. You're in Cuba. You're everywhere. This the outfits in this movie. It's like *The Great Gatsby*. Yeah, well, that was one of the other really fun things. Jackie West,
1: our costume designer, who's fabulous. she did, did a lot of venture stuff. She just she, she did *Revenant* for example last year, and she's she just builds so much research into every role and into every, every every costume that she makes, and 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 it's it was just so helpful to show up on the set and get to put on those clothes every day and the hats and the suits and you know sit in those old cars and be on those stages and it felt like the period you know mm-hmm. especially when, when you have the right clothes on there's nothing like that she did a magnificent job meticulously detailing every outfit all the women's dresses and all the dresses in the background it's like you, you take for granted that you can just have like one or two hundred extras in a movie mm-hmm. when it's just an everyday movie but when they all have to be transformed into a period hair makeup and wardrobe it's a big you know deal and there you are doing it <laughs>
0: I know. I kept waiting for, for, for them to catch me. You know what I mean, I mean uh, Leo DiCaprio, wasn't he originally attached to this uh, Leo project? Leo's company um,
1: bought the book mm-hmm. and contacted me and said, do you want to do it? Uh, as, and they knew that I was looking for something to star in and, and direct. And Leo's uh, company is called Appian Way, and, and he's got a great producing partner named uh, Jen Davidson, and they, they produce movies that Leo's
0: in and movies
1: that he's not in. You know, they, they're, they're a real company.
0: So you, DiCaprio, other people like that, get in the producing side of things for movies other than the ones you're in or directing. Yeah, well, well you know, you look at like our Pearl Street,
1: our, our production company. We have a, credit on, uh, a producing credit on Manchester by the Sea, along with a lot of other... Um, uh, uh, people, but you know, that's one of the ways that Matt originally developed that movie, um, looking to develop his own material. I mean, so for these production companies that actors have are designed to, you know, because they feel like they're not getting enough good scripts, not mm-hmm. finding all the, the good books or the good stories, and they want to, you know, really chase down the, the great writers and get them, in the case of, of, of Manchester by the Sea, for example, to, to write them a movie.
0: That's how Casey got that job, then. Casey got the job Job. because
1: Matt (laughs) Matt, Matt didn't do it. That's right. See, it's a great thing. Well, let
0: him regret that on Oscar night. (laughs) (laughs) Let him have that moment of crying in his (laughs) (laughs) head. No, he's so supportive. Uh, When he was here, he was was all about that. See, everybody thinks the, the friendship you have with Matt is just such a fake thing do they I look at that I you're know, saying it well he, <laughs> matt said it was you know he said, well, that'll, that'll a lot of it we have to perform it, it. right but, right right. Know, <laughs> sometimes we get along yeah. but your company pearl street that was a street where you and matt it was close to where you both connected our streets that's how we got to each other's house
1: it was on down pearl street and um it's still there and uh and that's what well, we couldn't we, we couldn't think of anything else that was like any other cool company name so we just you know gave it the, something practical but i like that it's Rooted in where we grew up, where we grew up. something
0: and what's happening. So what, 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 are you guys like now, as opposed to who you were then, on those streets? I think we're pretty similar. Pearl.
1: I think uh, the pe- people treat us differently than they used to, and we respond differently because they've seen us in movies and in um, you know the public sphere. But I, I, you know, I don't think I think about Matt and I growing up together, and and the t- time we spent together, and the time we spend together now is like. I don't think we've changed that much. You know, last night he just emailed me. and was like, come over and watch Monday Night Football. And I was like, I'm, I'm in New York. I can't come by. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, that's, we still have that kind of, you know want to come over to my house kind of thing, which is, which is a great thing to have a friendship like that. That's to, to sort of carry you through a strange process of, of fame and making movies and all that
0: stuff. Well, you make Good Will Hunting. You both win the Oscar for the script. And then how long ago is that now? 19 years 19
1: years yeah it was 1997 we came out and the oscars we won were in, in march of 98.
0: where's the follow-up movie where's the <laughs> affleck damon still Sc- waiting for the Where uh, is the it? sequel you know we, in 20 years of life since that that you've two had you can't come up with something to give us
1: you know we 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 well, the problem really about it was that being able to write that movie together was a function of the fact that neither of us had a job for a long long time, so it was like we were doing nothing but sitting around the house and we could you know just like and talk about the you know our ideas for a movie and um uh and then once we got the movie made and became successful and then we had we had all the opportunities the truth is then we got swept away just into doing you know other movies that came along as we weren 't living together you know out, out of work anymore and so uh it changed our relationship a little bit, and we didn't have the kind of time to sit around and just sort of noodle on something for a couple of years, which is what it took to write that script. But uh, we've both gone on to, we, we're still writing, still Making
0: movies. Well, all you two need is some like major failures, you know, <laughs> so that uh, there's no work, just, right. and you can just hang out together and I can to really do that. stew in the
1: suffering. That'll be.
0: He seemed bitter that you, um, you know, get to play Batman, and that he's very bitter. He really he is. He you. just has Jealous. never done it. You've done you Daredevil, even in Hollywoodland. I got to play Superman. You got Man. to play Superman. So yeah. they say you covered like all the bases. Yeah. All he got
1: to do is Jason Bourne. Jason
0: Bourne, over just and over He keeps again.
1: doing it again and again and what? again. We get it. Jason Bourne. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> I just, although you're doing
0: Batman again. I guess
1: he? I'm guilty too. I said, uh, uh, and are you
0: directing this one?
1: Yeah, the idea is, the, the idea is for me to direct the next uh, Batman. So we're in the process now of working on script. Is he going to have a beard? I don't know. i just thought I'd audition <laughs> the beard to look on your show. Oh, and when and I watch it, let's see how, it, I'll see how that,
0: yeah how it catches. Well, the no, nobody else has ever tried that.
1: Nobody. I, I actually have in Justice League. There's a period of time in the movie without giving everybody it gets it away. so wound up about giving stuff away. But there is a there is a period of time where I have a beard or
0: Bruce Wayne has a beard in the in the movie. So I'll have uh, ground is already broken. How do you deal with you though as an actor? directing himself and doing that you've done four movies as a director. you have not up once you know congratulations thank you that's kind of I keep up alive <laughs> yeah, I just gotta Get keep doing going. it
1: but how do you deal with you uh you know i just i just give myself permission to shoot enough footage so that even though when it's embarrassing at the time that mm-hmm. you're doing take four and take five of yourself of your own close-up you know you you, you try to build up uh, an, enough sort of, uh, uh, like I said, stamina so that you don't, you don't shirk from your duty to get enough footage of yourself so that you have something to cut when you get into the editing room. And that's really what I've found is I get to the editing room and look at my stuff and, and you know, I'm so self-conscious and I don't like anything that I do, you know what I mean? I, you don't like to hear your own voice on your voicemail, you know, it's just, you know, who is that person? <laughs> uh, and That's what I mean.
0: Having to a direct a movie means being in the editing room, and watching you. Yourself. I know it's horrible. hundreds, and thousands it's, it's, of times. Well, I have a
1: great editor. William Goldenberg is, is one of the great editors mm-hmm. of all time, and um, he, but and he has to deal with a lot of me. But you know, I've just got like a. You know, I shoot so much that I'm able to just be like, get rid of this, get rid of this, that's terrible, that's terrible, that's terrible, that's terrible, all right, that might be okay, all right, that's terrible, that's terrible, you know. And then it's just, I use the
0: volume approach. (laughs) Terrible, terrible. I want it gone. No, I don't look like that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do this. How tough are you on you when you see, like, if I ask you. Uh, to just pick a moment and live by night not what's the greatest scenes for for your character Joe But the one where you can look at you and say that came close to what I wanted to do when I signed on to do this Is there a moment in that movie? I'd
1: say if I had to pick a moment in the movie it would be There's a scene where I my character um, blackmails essentially uh, uh, Chris Cooper's character mm-hmm. but you know he's he's he tells him that he knows where his daughter is his daughter's lost and something terrible has happened to her and he tells him that if he turns over his brother-in-law to me um then I'll I'll tell him where his daughter is and it's it's really the um it's the moment where Joe crosses the line in the movie I think and takes the fatal steps that ultimately end up costing him what's most important to him in his life and uh I just tried to, and I just shot this close-up for a long time, and I just sort of sat there and and, and tried to think about and, and kind of almost meditatively about um, the feeling, the feelings that he was going through and, and the kind of um, experiences he must be having. And I just let the camera roll, and we did a couple of, of you know thousand feet of just um, trying to kind of conjure that up in myself for the close-up because you don't really know when you have it, you know what I mean? To, when you've gotten your own stuff, right? So I just... Filming myself, it sounds like the most narcissistic exercise in the does, world. It but just it's,
0: does. It's also really, really
1: hard. It is. And yeah. I filmed myself and found, then found a piece that I liked for the movie that, you know, I lucked
0: into. When you directed Gone Baby Gone, you were directing your brother. Sometimes I think that's harder than having to deal with Matt Damon in life, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, but it's a
0: great performance that he gives in Gone Baby Gone. He's
1: fabulous. Casey's great. He's great in Gone Baby Gone. He's great and he's great in the Ocean's movies. He's great in Manchester by the Sea. He's he's such a gift. Are you actor. rooting
0: for him for this Oscar?
1: I'm I'm rooting for him and I
0: don't you know I'm rooting for him in a big way. Yeah, I'm hoping that. Yeah, well, uh, that's a good thing to you know, happen because you know. back in the Argo days, where your movie wins Best Picture and you're not nominated as Best Director, one of the idiot. moves that the Academy has ever made. How does that make you feel? Uh, You know, honestly, I was pretty...
1: I mean, it's true that everyone was saying you're going to get nominated for director so that when I didn't get nominated for director, it was supposed to be like, then everyone was saying I was supposed to have gotten nominated. But if if that wisdom were true, it would have happened. And so it was sort of a a weird uh, contradiction. I, I was... You know, we got seven nominations for the mm-hmm. movie. It was a, a thrilling, I thing. know, but and just this that, personal thing. I don't, I don't that. know. I don't, I don't. Didn't think I was like entitled to a, a Academy Award nomination. You know, it's like I, I, my other movies have, have each gotten one for, as you pointed yeah. out, like uh, one other category, and uh, I would have been happy with that. I was just, I was thrilled that we made it through Argo, and I was really proud of the movie, and so it wasn't so much about um, the external validation.
0: Yeah, well, so it's good times and you're enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. The process of doing it is is crucial to what you do. Yeah, but I love it.
1: You can't get into wor- worrying about being result oriented and like winning prizes or getting, you know, awarded stuff. I think you have to but really stay focused ben,
0: on that. And you've been on that roller coaster where you've been on top and then it's the times where this guy's washed up. It's not happening anymore. That whole period of your life where everything, it was the whole Gili period and everybody said, and yet you came back from that. What's it like do being on that uh, seesaw? Um, it's
1: it's the roller coaster, like you described. I kind of feel like I made it in this business twice. You know what I mean? Um, be, and, and, it's, and it was harder the second time. Um, but it was uh, you know I just have always kind of believed in that if you do good work, eventually um, people will come around to seeing that. And uh, you have to sometimes be patient. And sometimes people don't don't think that what you're doing is as interesting as you do. And you have to. Uh, just really, I kept my kind of, you know, nose to the grindstone on, uh, in terms of life and kept working hard and lucky and I found great people to work with me and uh, I sort of went and reinvented myself as a director and kept going.
0: Is that where you want to go in that direction, directing? Do you want to do more of that?
1: Yeah, I definitely want to keep directing. I mean, I don't, that's, that's my, uh, I love directing. If I had to pick between directing and acting, I'd pick directing probably just because... As a director, you still get to work work with actors and work with writers, and you know you you still have your hand in a lot of pots. Yeah. Um, but I love acting, and I wouldn't want to give it up. And directing has opened up opportunities for me as an actor that have been really exciting. And I, I now as a director, I learn more on movies where I'm just an actor because I can, I have a, I'm a, better, better able to contextualize what I'm seeing in terms of other directors' work.
0: You looking at you as a critic of you as an actor? Are there like two or three? parts that you played that you felt good about. I don't mean, I don't want you to be saying, oh, I was great. Right. right? I, I just mean, because I remember you, good, well, goodwill Hunting, we're seeing you, and Casey's in that too, as well as Matt, but I remember the Kevin Smith movies. I remember Chasing Amy, and uh, you seemed ready for being where you were to do, to do that at the time. So that's what I mean. He didn't start slow. Right. You may not have had the biggest role. Right. You know, Greedy right. Matt Damon wanted to right. play the right. lead. Yes. Matt, you know, yeah. Matt was like so, so like, nasty about you and Daredevil, too. I thought, as friends, he wouldn't be that <laughs> way. Well. That's not the kind of friendship he's we have. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just things are said he's, like done
1: his, he's had his share yeah. of, uh, you know, <clears throat> I got. we bought a zoo on a loop at the house, so I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. But it it's, 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 you know, it's true, that, we, we, that being friends and having a guy to go through all that stuff with, as you mentioned, there's ups and downs of the business, and, and you, know, you, can get, you get hot, you get cold, and that's just sort of the way it is. You're as good as your last movie, you know, and it's, there's no seniority,
0: there's no tenure, you just... Uh, you seem to be able to laugh at yourselves and each other, which is uh, the key thing. I think I it mean, is, I don't to think have somebody and have that relationship and be able to have a sense of humor about it is crucial. In your position, you know. Academy Award, Best Picture in Argo, and yet you, you go on Jimmy Kimmel in a fat suit with Matt Damon in it. Matt Damon took, on my, in my uterus, I brought him to... It was just Kimmel's one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever seen, and yet you did it out of love. <laughs> and love out of your love for We something. Bought a zoo. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, for We it Bought was, It was all yes, there to do that's that. What I, that's what so, if I'm talking to you five years from now, and what would you like to be what would you like to be sitting here talking about
1: well i'd like you know uh the most important thing would be that my kids would all still be going strong on the right tracks growing up and doing their thing and still feeling good about them and um and and how they're being raised that's the most important thing but in terms of my career i hope i've you know directed a couple more movies and acted in you know with some directors that i think are really interesting and have been able to continue to work that I'm proud of so that uh, so that I can well keep that working. was it
0: I just I got away from that when I was asking you for those two or threes that you can look at to do it because I remember when I saw you play George Reeves in Hollywoodland, I saw you do something I never saw you do before do you feel that same way about a movie yeah, there's, like a, that?
1: there's a few yeah I, I love that movie That was a really that's a really special movie to me it was I made it an interesting time in my life and, and I was really connected to the story um, and I thought it was magnificently well done. Diane Lane was great. And, um, but, you know, I loved that. I loved, I loved Shakespeare in Love. You know what I mean? Like, I liked when of playing supporting fun comic yeah. parts. I, I did a movie called, a uh, Mike Judge movie called um, Extract. That yes! Uh, it wasn't a very big. but it's still <laughs> one of my favorite things that I've ever done. I loved, I played this this character who's a guy that kind of based on a guy that we all grew up with, and I had been wanting to put that character in a movie for so long, and I found the right place to do it. I, I think, um, you know, I, I love something, there's something about the, the, the freshness of like my life and my work in Chasing Amy. You know, I was like, living on Kevin's couch, making the movie, and it was very uh, grassroots. And, and then, you know, I think Good Will Hunting obviously is an expression of the way I saw the world at the time. But mostly I think, you know, when I focus on like, movies now, or I think about my own movies, I, I think about the stuff that I um, am directing, just because you put so much more thought and life and time into the movies you direct, you know, you have a much deeper relationship with, you know, with Gone
0: be Gone or The Town or Argo or, or, you know. It sounds like, though, it would be a lot easier if you were directing and it wasn't you you were directing. It, it would be know? a lo- lot yeah. easier, yeah. But sometimes that comes with the package, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, It's not always, easy isn't always the, uh, the goal. No, we don't want that.
1: No. We don't want that.
0: Well, but you're that. excited about the business that you're in. Which I love is the what's important. I'm in. Yeah, I can I'll, see that I'll, in uh, you. you. You don't know. have that. I remember talking to you on the phone once about Gone Baby Gone. Uh, I think it was just being screened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you, ha- a- you had. The excitement of somebody, almost like a kid in a candy store, who never, who got to play with the toys he always wanted yeah, to play, yeah, with, yeah. which is a great thing to have. Yeah, it was, that was a great
1: time. i remember directing your first movie because it's so you're so excited and so nervous and everything. So put in, I remember show, showed it to a couple of of people who, like you yourself, were kind enough to take a look at the movie early on and sort of. You know, tell the distributor, like, yeah, you can release this movie.
0: It's okay. You, <laughs> you know? can release it. It's not embarrassing. <laughs> it's you know? yeah. Here yeah. it is. Yeah. So, you so to do be not embarrassing. A quick you know? theatrical run. <laughs> <laughs> now you're a great statesman of cinema. You know? Wow. Now this is what's happened. You know? That's just means... Four you movies you've directed. Gray in your hair. And, you do. And, and yeah. you know, People aggravation, meltdowns, me. you know, yeah. a wreck. But still it's worth it, isn't it? I love well, it. <laughs> ben, this show always ends in song. All right. It's just a little bit of something that, of music that's in your head that you can express to me here. Um, I don't care what it is. That is the hardest question that I've ever been asked. Well, it isn't. Matt and Damon said I, you would say that, but Matt, he said you sing constantly. Matt Damon is a liar. He we is, haven't discovered that this by now. <laughs> this guy is so full of sh- and I can't wait till you get Affleck to sing. And uh, it was hard enough with Casey, but what did know, Casey sing? he did it, he did it. What uh, did he do? It, was a, it was a kind of strange made-up song. But song I asked him good. to go back to your childhoods and to right. find something that comes from there. Um,
1: gosh.: that's It doesn't have hard.
0: to be Kanye. It can be.: <laughs> it can be uh, I did it my way.: Sinatra. It's it is Sinatra, yeah, yeah. And it's, there it is. You did do it your way. So, <laughs> what more could anyone ask? <laughs> there you go. Thank you, My thank pleasure. you, Ben, for being here. That was great. Okay, that wraps up another edition of the Popcorn with Peter Travers podcast. If you liked it. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also find Popcorn on Twitter and Facebook at Popcorn ABC News. I also want to thank the people who helped produce this podcast. Angela Williams, Brian Fudge, Josh Cohen, David Fazekas, David Miller, Michael Rothman, Alexa Valiente, and the head of ABC News Digital, Dan Silver. I'll talk to you next Friday.